and I'm so all alone. I'd give my soul just to call you my own. Got a moon above me, but no one to love me. Lover man, oh where can you be? I've heard it said that the thrill of romance can be like a heavenly dream. I go to bed with a prayer that you Someday we'll meet and you'll dry all my tears Then whisper sweet little things in my ears A hugging and a kissing Oh, what I've been missing
ご飯ってやるせかんだろほんとにいいんだおさばハンドルをしきりんだろわやIt's a genius of love, um, <clears throat> and this is Bughouse Square, and it's Mini Radio in a corner of 21st in Florida in a beautiful mission where it's it's always flat and sometimes sunny, and it's it's dark now, but uh, it was kind of nice. Uh, now I got some nice sunsets coming in. Anyway, how are you doing? It's a love show. Um, just, you know, uh, just thinking about love, thinking about, like, what it's like to... to uh, to be in love, I, it's one thing, you know, to, to experience love. I, I, I've heard there's people who've never have gone through lives without experiencing love, and um, that's tough, because uh, love's good. Love's good. Love's hard. Love is uh, <laughs> so many things. Love has inspired many to do uh, the horrible and the, the magnificent, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, Valentine's Day next week. I don't know what that means for me. Uh, I really don't. Um, but with love in mind and, uh, you know, jeez, uh, you can't, you can't, uh, <clears throat> you can't argue with, with love, right? I mean, um, 
it's just it just feels so much better. It feels so much better, and it it seems it's, it takes a little more effort, but it's but the rewards are so much better than than just like anger. <laughs> you know, anger takes effort, and all that, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Payback, anger is is deficient. Um, let me get to these records. So this is, this is a, uh, uh, a beautiful set that was for, uh, for your listening pleasure. Uh, we had Chet Baker doing uh, My Funny Valentine. We had Nina <coughs> Simone uh, doing Wild as the Wind. Uh, from The Love is a Drag, we did uh, uh, Lover Man. Uh, Spirit. We did uh, a couple of songs there. Love has found a way into um, uh, Why Can't I Be Free. Sid Barrett uh, from the Peel Sessions. We did uh, uh, Two of a Kind. Paul McCartney from one of his first records. Uh, Maybe I'm Amazed. Neil Young from uh, the uh, After the Gold Rush record. I was thinking like, all right, it's got to have songs, got to have love in it, and then heart maybe too, and then there you go, only love can break your heart. That's right. Uh, Janis Joplin and the uh, Big Brother and the Holding Company, and that's that's the song, right? Um, uh, Peace of my heart. That's that band. That's it. That 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 was the. Oh man, what an awesome tune! What an awesome tune! Uh, Wicked Picket, we did. Uh, I found true love from thank you, Lamar. <laughs> I'm busting that one out. Uh, best of Wilson Pickett. Uh, ZZ Top from the Tejas. It's only love, you know. Um, that's a great that what a awesome drumming on that. That's just great. The Golden Hearts from Is There Love on Mars? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they're they're sending back data as we speak. Um, I don't know if it's been determined yet, but uh, is there love on Mars? The Golden Hearts, what a great record. Uh, Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin 2, a whole lot of love. I don't think I've ever played that, but man, that is just like the heaviest song. That is an awesome tune. Led Zeppelin, a whole lot of love. Um, Romeo Void from the... um, Instincts record we did uh, just too easy to break your hearts. Um, that's a great. That's just that's a good tune too, man. That's that's some good playing on there. Nat King Cole uh, and his trio we did. Um, you call it madness. I call it love. Um, Mothers of invention. Frank Zappa from the Freakout record we did. Uh, Wowie, Zowie. Talking Heads from Speaking in Tongues. This must be the place. Joan Armatrading. Uh, uh, love and Affection. David Bowie doing... Uh, uh, God, uh, Paul Williams. Uh, what is it? Fill, fill Your Heart. God damn it. Just fill it up, man. Fill it up. And we started off with the Beach Boys from the Pet Sounds. We did God Only Knows. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to, to speak as things go on. Uh, we've got uh, Claudina Lowe for coming by. Sounds like they will be here. I haven't heard anything otherwise, so they'll be around. Um, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. 
Uh, we're no, um, we're not going to do any uh, rise from the basement today. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, if you're coming to the website, of course, we're always begging for money. So this and that. Uh, if you're live, come come on down. Twenty first in Florida. It's dark. Yeah, I don't know. The doors are open. Someone just came in and used the bathroom. So, you know, it's good. I, I felt like, you know, we're really contributing to the community. Uh, we're going back to this. Uh, what do I got? Uh, I got, I got things. A winter's day In a deep and dark December Freshly fallen, silent shroud of snow
some kinds of love. A monkey read a total between thought and expression. The last of lifetime, the situations arise because of the weather and no kinds of love. Surprise! I'll be with 
the day that lies ahead of me Seems impossible to face When someone else instead of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gone
just around the corner In a cozy little corner Love is just around the corner When I'm around you I'm a sentimental mourner And I couldn't be forlorner When you keep me in a corner Just waiting for you Strictly between us, you're cuter than Venus And what's more, you got us Let's go cuddle in a corner In a cozy little corner Love is just around the corner When I'm around you
Yeah, it's been Bug Out Square. Thanks for doing what you got to do to do. Stay tuned for Claudine the Loaf. I've been assured that they have uh, the most spectacular show set up. I mean, they agonize over this shit. It's amazing. Claudine the Loaf. Thanks for, uh, you know, whatever. Try to be as decent as you can and help those who can't. And, uh, uh, God, love, you know, it's just like, yeah, I know it's kind of corny, but shit. It's, uh, right. I work every day of my life. I work till I ache my bones at the end. I take home my Take a psychedelic circus journey to the dark side of the moon with Bow and Arrow Presents Dark Side of the Circus, a psychedelic circus show set to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Playing for one weekend only, September 16th through 18th at Dance Mission Theater. Tickets available now at darksideofthecircus.brownpapertickets.com. Mutiny Radio listeners can get a $25 ticket with promo code MUTINY420. Bow and Arrow will see you soon on the dark side of the moon. Let's watch a full-length O-I-T. O-I-T. That doesn't sound right. O-I-T. Hey, that's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thank you very much for having me on. Looking forward to another exciting adventure. Oh, I'm excited that you're here on MutinyRadio.fm. We are streaming right now, as we do every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, we uh, watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to watch the movie with us. Let us watch. 
and then we will uh, want you to listen to our show at the same time. You're going to have to mute YouTube. We've done three over 300 episodes, Carl. And this oh, is the really? first time I think I said to mute YouTube while you're listening to. I was just thinking that. I guess I always thought it was pretty self-evident, but... You're but, right. You know, maybe someone someone would be like, "Cool, I could watch the full length movie and have some assholes yell in my ear while I'm trying to watch the movie." <laughs> it sounds like our YouTube comment. Oh yeah, right. Well, yeah, and I should mention we are uh, a budding multimedia uh, conglomerate. We are also on YouTube right now, as we are every week. Uh, subscribe to LWAFLMOYT channel, and you'll get the movie and the commentary synced together. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to us uh, first on Sunday here at Mutiny Radio. We'd love for you to donate to Mutiny, as we always like to, you to do. Go to Patreon. You could go to Venmo at Mutiny Radio, or you can just go to ven- mutinyradio.fm, and you'll see a big donate button. Go ahead. And we have fundraisers all the time to keep the station afloat. Uh, if you go subscribe to one of uh, Mutiny Radio's Facebook pages, you can get the deets. And we also have a Facebook page called Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie this week? Okay, this week we will watch Mesmerize. Now, what you put in the YouTube search engine is Mesmerize 1985. The truth okay. is it's from 86, but we like the channel. Let's see here. Hold on. Yeah, 1985. They just got it wrong. That's all. Mesmerized, M E S M E R, Mesmer, M E S M E R I Z E D, I Z E D, Mesmerized, 1985, but don't believe the hype. It's 86. It's an 86 film. They, they shot it in 85. Whoop, right. you do. They said a lot of things in 85, huh? Goodies, yeah. right? Sure, why not? All right, well, that sounds good. So go ahead and type in Mesmerize, one of the worst words I can't spell. I know yeah. there's a Z. I think it's M-I-Z. Uh, Mesmerize. M-E-S-M-E-R. Thank you. I-Z-E-D. Yeah, that one. Like, that my, one like my polo shirt right now, I-Z-E-D. I, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, enough uh, laughs. Let's get to the movie. Go ahead, enough Mesmerize, laughs. 1985. You're going to find it. It um, is, what's it? Father John, Pastor uh, Bob. We like the channel Reverend Shaw. Reverend Shaw. My apologies, Bob. Reverend. Uh, go ahead and click the link. Once you get the movie going, make sure there's no ads. There's no ads. Reverend Shaw is a cool guy. Yeah. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero. When we say go, we're going to hit the go button, uh, play button at the same time. We're really thrilled. Uh, the person who's going to say go is a celebrity comedian that Carl chatted with earlier. Yes. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Mike Keegan. Welcome, Mike. Thank you very much, Carl. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Now, we met at Scotty's, which is in New Jersey, and that's what I wanted to raise first because you sort of think of yourself and sell yourself as a Long Island comedian, but I've seen you out there in Staten Island and a lot of Jersey. I mean, you're all over the place. You still think of yourself, what, because that's your home base? I still do, because I I don't really consider myself a road comedian. I do the tri-state area. I have a lot of clubs that I love that I work in the tri-state area, Connecticut, Jersey. Um, I used to do Atlantic City a lot at the Brigada. Um, but, you know, my, my roots are on Long Island. That's where I first started out. I live five minutes from my favorite comedy club, Governors. Um, I, you know, I'm there two, three nights a week. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I don't try to write material as a Long Island comedian because a lot of, 
There's a lot of Long Island comedians that write their material about Long Island, and yes. then their acts don't cross a bridge, and they don't translate. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. My, my act so much isn't a Long Island comedian, but I do consider myself, you know, I, I work the three the three clubs on Long Island. I work them mostly. Mm -hmm. And Okay, so I get it now. I mean, you're, you're not a road comic. You're, you're tri-state, but you don't base it around Long Island because you'll get screwed. You'll screw yourself. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, I, I, you know, when I started, I, I kind of wanted to be a road comedian, but then, you know, you got to have a, the job to pay the bills, the family and everything. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough life living on the road and everything. So, you know, I'll get out as much as I can, you know, a couple times a year, I'll branch out into the Midwest or something, but I try to stay close to home. And also, you know, if you're a road comedian, there ain't that much green out there, right? <laughs> exactly. I know. That's right. And to get that kind of green is just, busting your ass, you know, just from Monday through Friday, you're playing bar gigs, and then you get those nice ones on the weekends, but there's a, right. a lot of, they, they call them four-waller shows, like little tiny bar gigs where half the people there don't even know that there's a comedy show going on. That's right. So. The TV, you're competing with the television. Exactly. We've all so, been there. Yeah. So, now, you're out there grinding, and one of the things you got is a podcast going on. It's called Hershey and the Hershey and Keeg no, the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Tell me how to say it right. It's the Hershey and the Keeg Show. Yeah, and Hershey <laughs> yeah. is spelled with an S-C-H. Yeah, H-E-R-S-C-H-U-I. That's my co-host, Mark Hirschman. Um, it's kind of a new endeavor. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I used to have a podcast for a few years with my girlfriend. Uh, she's a comedian also, and it was called Domestic Disturbance. But uh, one. I'll tell you one thing we used to it used to cause a lot of fights between us because it was, it was we we're very different politically, and that's how we we get into arguments. So we kind of stopped doing that. Yeah. So now I do the I do the show with my buddy Mark Hirschman. We started a couple months ago, and it, it was great. He's one of my best friends in comedy, and uh, we have a lot in common. We have a great dynamic. I feel a lot of people giving us great feedback. So we do a little bit of everything. Uh, we started off more as a focus of a, 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 a sports talk radio. We're both big Yankee fans, big sports fans, and we've had a lot of pretty high-profile guests from uh, from WFAN, which is our big sports uh, wow. sports mecca here. We've had uh, Evan Roberts, who's probably the biggest New York tri-state area sports. Uh, he's on the he's on the Carton and Roberts show, so that was probably that's probably the biggest show wow. going right now for sports radio. We've had him, we've had Steve Summers, Mark Malusius, all these big uh, New York sports guys. So. Um, we're getting hopefully Mike Piazza might be coming on soon. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, are. Yeah, we have a, a sports fan. Is he a comedian? Yeah, Mark Hirschman's a comedian. He does not perform very much because he's got a big family and he's got a lot of responsibilities. One mm -hmm. of the funniest guys I know. One of the first people I met in comedy. Uh, but this is this is outlet now because he doesn't get to be on stage so much. We yeah. do it every Tuesday night live at nine o'clock. Uh, we do it at Governor's at the, the radio studio. Governor's. Really? Yeah. Tuesday night is when you record it or when it broadcast? That's when we, that's when we record it. We, we record it and we put it live on YouTube. But then we also put it on Spotify for people to watch after. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Spotify, and are you also on iTunes or? We are on iTunes as well. Um, okay. We're on Spotify and iTunes, basically. Yeah. And so it's on every episode's on YouTube. So if people want to find that, it's the Hershey S C A, yep. the Hershey and Keeg Show, 
Yeah. Is there a channel? Is that the name of the channel on YouTube as well? The name of the channel it's it's on Gov's Radio Podcast, G O V S, like Governors. Yeah. Uh, so it's out of their studio, so they they run the whole. Uh, so it's on their podcast channel. Okay, now YouTube, that's one thing, but you're streaming out there on better platforms than that. You got yeah. an Amazon special called Comics Watching Comics. And I think, yeah. tell me about this premise. I think I already know about it. I think I applied yeah. and was denied. It's, it's, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a really cool thing. Uh, a comedian from uh, New Jersey, uh, Kevin Goatee, he right. started this thing. And it's uh, basically, uh, they get comics, you do a, a two-minute set, and uh, they have three professional comics that judge the, the comics. And uh, they all they do it after after we all record our sets. They do it at, at a remote location, watch every set, and they critique it. And I won. I was the winner of season three. Uh-huh. On, uh, so okay. the, yes, that was, it was really cool. And you know what? The day that I recorded it, there were there were ninety comics that did each a two minute set at yeah. uh, the New York New York Comedy Club on Second uh, Second Street in the city, and. Um, so there were 90 comics. I had pneumonia, and I also had a show that night in Jersey. So I was I w- when I recorded the set, I was just like delirious. It was just I had waited four hours to get on stage there, and I had pneumonia, yeah. and uh, it went actually pretty well. And I got some good feedback, and I ended, actually ended up winning the season. So it's it's a cool credit to have. It's on Amazon. You could buy it on Amazon. And- wow. And to win out of 90 people and you're way under the weather and you have somewhere to go. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was a, it was a rough day, but it was a lot of fun. Thank you, Carl. Now, okay. This is not going to be the end of your streaming in August. You've got this comedy special coming up. Tell me about that. Yep. So I have a comedy special coming up. It's uh, August 26th. We're uh, recording it at governor's comedy club here in Levittown on Long Island. Um, it's called Captain America, and uh, Captain America is how you actually pronounce it. But uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's gonna be my first, uh, my first, the forty-minute special. Uh, my buddy, my friend John Moses, who's a uh, Jersey comedian, also sure. originally from Canada. Uh, John Moses is a great guy. He's starting a record label, so he asked a couple of comics to be the first ones to record specials for him. So he's doing mm-hmm. all the production. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. They just built a new room at Governor's. It's called the Giggle Room. So it's uh-huh. not the main stage. It's right. another stage they have there. That, it, the room holds 90 people. Okay. And it's just a great intimate room to, to, to record the special. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds so. terrific, boy. You really are in with Governor's. And it's, you know, being the Giggle Room or not, when the thing is yeah. uh, filmed, it's going to be at Governor's. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Governors, uh, they're, that's my home club. I love them. Now, Mike Keegan, which is K-E-E-G-A-N, Mike Correct. Keegan, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media, YouTube, a website? Um, I'm big on Facebook. Uh, so face Mike Keegan on Facebook, but on um, I actually deactivated my Twitter because yes. I got in a little bit of trouble for a tweet that I wrote, but uh, I am on Instagram at mckeegs75, and um, I might be getting Twitter back, but my podcast, Hershey and the Keeg Show, they have a Twitter page, so they can always uh-huh. get in touch with me there also if you, if you prefer Twitter, but uh, I've gotten... Yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, that's what it is. I got into trouble a little. A few years ago, I got banned from a theater on Long Island. It was a Newsday and everything, and uh, yeah. I had to get rid of my Twitter account. Oh, it was a Newsday. So that's your, yeah. you could use that as one of your credits, right? I could use it as a credit. You know, I'm not proud of it. But. Well, you're paying for comedy. Well, you know, you don't have to tell people the content. So. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now, Mike Keegan. Everyone yes. at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same second that we do here in the studio. So this means we must be synced up. So why don't you go ahead and give us that celebrity comedian countdown? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian. Back to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, New Zealand, which uses the acronym L-W. Is an L, right, in New Zealand? W, yeah, A, A, there's no F. Then we start out in a, in a trial. That's where we're starting, a trial. And then if we like the movie, we pay for the full amount? Right, it's just a trial. Okay, we're going to charge your credit card after 30 days. I keep forgetting about these trials, and then 30 days later, you charge my credit card. That's what they're counting on. Now, you can see that it's based upon the English uh, barrister, and, you know, it's based upon the English, not system as much as uh, way of doing business, because it's New Zealand. And um, it opens up in a trial, and Jodie Foster is on trial. Right. Uh, her name is Victoria. Victoria! Now she's flashing back. How did my time start here? I've often wondered. This is when she's sort of. Is a is a male a male is called a bastard. What's a female called? Also a bastard. Uh. Okay. No. So this there is a lady bastard. Lady bastard, Carl. It's lady bastard. Okay. So. Did I get? Is, did I pass the job interview? No, but we'll be in touch. All right. Um, the father of a girl who got herself in trouble and then went all the way to term got a lady lady bastard lady bastard and um bringing it to an orphanage and that's how our story starts out uh he's a we're 18 years later here oh yeah that guy was really stingy he's like can i get the basket back like, well, she, here, take the baby, but I, I want the wicker well, basket. Uh, yeah, let's get rid of this bathwater. Um, <laughs> so, so is, says, what is the little one's name? Name? I don't think the lady bastard has a name. <laughs> so it's letting us know. LB. Started a little, yeah, she started way LB. But, here's at eight. As a visitor, what the fuck? A visitor? Who the hell? Eighteen? It's Aunt Flo. Sorry, I'm late. I know you're eighteen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. And okay, so here it is, John Lithgow. Of course, she says, um, "You know, didn't I see you on Third Rock from the Sun?" Right. Are you still a movie actor or a television actor? Let me know. So she's like, "Do I know?" You are you a relation? Like my name, my name is Oliver Thompson. I'm a merchant. So I don't know. Somehow he heard about her 
comes here and says, you want to get married. He just goes to the orphanage when she's 18 and says, do you want to get married? No, he's for her, it's a mystery in the film why he And you've seen this film. Yeah. So you can spoil the mystery right now. Well, that's the thing. It's really poorly done. I'm not sure that the mystery is revealed. I really am not. There's this one segment. Let's watch. Okay, but it's not a very important mystery. Okay. It doesn't lead to, and that's why you picked me. You know, somehow he heard about it. Okay, so here they are getting married. I mean, I don't know. Like, from her perspective, that's another poor thing about this film. We don't get into her head very often. Her acting is very flat. Now, you know Jodie Foster is an excellent actress. Right, sure. Look, look, not getting kissed. You see that? We're getting married, but yet she won't kiss her husband. Thank God her family side wasn't there. (laughs) That would have been even more embarrassing. That, but the thing is, that's another flaw in the film because we never get into Jodie Foster's head, of uh, uh, Victoria's head. So we don't understand, is it a Catholic upbringing? Is it, you know, some sort of abuse? Like, why won't she kiss? Now, now look, I know he's a stranger, right? But right. consider the year and consider her life. She doesn't have any young woman feelings that she would be interested know what's you know she hasn't ever dreamed of being with a man you know and getting married she was still thinking about that wicker basket from 18 years ago when she arrived <laughs> now her voiceover says i never considered being married i mean it just it's sort of okay you didn't, now you didn't tell me you didn't tell me she's the narrator yes does he go ah <laughs> That's me in court. Can you believe how now? How did I get here? And now look at bath time. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it wasn't. Dub dub dub. Draw the women's bath, will you? Yes, sir. Right away, yes, sir. Right away, sir. Absolutely. That's why I'm here, sir. Now look how they're in there. They're not naked. You see that? Well, good. Look, some horseplay. This is the only time we're looking at Joni Foster really having fun. See her wedding ring? They're like right. talking all about it. And I don't She's know. not having fun. I think the film suffers. I've already said it like two or three times. I think the film suffers in that we don't understand Victoria's motivation. We don't understand why she's not interested in sex. And we don't understand why she was very interested to get married. I mean, you can assume like. She's a person with no family. She's an orphan. Um, she needs a way out. This this young lady is from the orphanage, right? Like she yeah. joined them. So what happened is they got married, and then he was like, "Surprise! We're not going to be together. You have to Ooh. come of age." This he is was, RKO Challenge uh, production. Challenge on RKO. <laughs> this was it. a serious film, an RKO film. Um, there was Challenge Corporation Services. I guess why that's why you saw that. There was. Orion Ward and Camperdown. These are poor production companies. M-E-S-M-E-R. Oh, see, I thought this said mermaid. I am so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I phased out. Look at me. Me me during the pandemic, my hair. 
her new husband has sent for her and paid money for her to uh, be taken on this ship. And she is going to the Bay of Islands. Never oh. been there before. It's still part of New Zealand, but you know, in the 1880s, you pretty much you were. Travel that much. Yeah, you're on the farm, you're at the orphanage. The orphanage. So they also, the ship has humans and like farm stuff. It's basically like you pay a fee, and so merchants would pay a fee, or farmers would pay a fee to do their goods, as well as a person to buy a ticket. Like a magnificent ship. One man, one goat, please. <laughs> now we're getting backstory chiefly through a conversation. Are you going to family? I'm going to my husband. John Lithgow from Buckaroo Banzai. I've never been there before. Oh, you know, I haven't even heard Jodie Foster. Listen, there's... Yep, too late. Uh, too late. Too late. As, too late. as always, the now studio she's is lacking. Now, home to her husband, and unceremoniously, her husband's not going to be there. He's at his dad's house because his dad is sick. It's kind of lax. He's no good, right? This movie is, he's, he's an abuser. It's, it's, no, it's a controller. Listen, it's, it's, it's a hard question, right? Will not be sexual with him. And not a jerk about it or something. He's just a dude trying to, but he does peeping Tom her, fucked up, and he controls her, like watches her movement where he's been, but it's because he grows to a paranoia. Yeah, it's, it's not great behavior. We could put that out there. Well, he can put that out there, but it's kind of like not appreciating human psychology. It's more just like saying black things are black and white in a cancel culture way. You, you are controlling of your wife, so you're the bad guy here. But meanwhile, not a partnership of Love, and they're not a partnership of physical love, and they're not—they're not friends, you right. know. Now later He's, in the film, yeah. she will grow to be extremely comfortable with him and start making jokes and stuff. I don't know. It's a difficult question. Her, his behavior is not good because he needs to chill out and just let her be herself. But her behavior is very like, why would you marry him? What are you doing here? Is there a daughter involved, and will she be able to do it with or without her daughter? Not without her daughter. Not without my daughter. Uh, there is not a daughter involved. Is there a panic room involved? Will she run into a Victorian panic Australian, no, New Zealand panic room from 1890? Jody will not be in the panic room until... Well, yeah. Is she going to take a flight, and then her kid's not on the roster, and they're like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Her kid's gaslit on a plane. No, there will not be flight plan until 2005. <laughs> won't be in a panic room until 2002. Won't be in flight plan until 2005. What about Maverick? Is Maverick going to show up? Maverick mm -hmm. is the same time. You got to give me credit at that. That was the 1800s. <laughs> James Gardner and uh, movie, yeah. the Maverick movie. Yeah. Maverick will be um, was two years earlier in 1993. Now you're looking at that list. Let's. Yes. What movies has she directed? Because I like her films. Okay, directed. 
Okay. Her debut film as a film director was Little Man Tate. That sounds exactly yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Uh, she started her own production company, Egg Pictures, in 94, and she made Nell, which I've yeah. not seen. Of I haven't seen Nell. And you know, in the Mad 2000s, money. in the early 2000s, she really had setbacks. She had a film project canceled. She, her production company just shut down. Uh, she wasn't. She, it just failed. But she was like, "Oh shit!" And she quickly got into, you know, not quickly. She was in four commercially successful thrillers, two of which you've mentioned. There's also The Inside Man and The Brave One. So from 2002 to 2007, her career recovered, although her production company had never. But she did a back. movie with George Clooney recently. I saw well, that. Well, she did. She directed like it's okay. called Cuckoo Money or something. Not well, Mad there Money. Was, there was uh, Mon- Money Monster. Money Monster. Okay, yeah. so directed in the 2010s, The Beaver in 2011. That was oh, my God. I forgot The Beaver. Have you seen The Beaver? Oh, yes. I've been Dear married Netflix. 27 years. I have seen The Beaver, my friend. Uh, hang on. Let me get my coffee in my mouth. Go ahead and say that again. Now, look. Her husband wasn't home. And so what she did with her husband was basically bombing him. Right. He had to push Pee Wee Neat and the other guys from Porky's out of the way so he could it's, go look into that. Yeah, and it, it, he, he pushed aside Einstein in Wonderwall. He pushed aside. Yeah, right. Einstein in Wonderwall. Yeah. My turn. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm so absent minded. I, I forgot my time was up. Now, this is like very fucked up scene. Shows up in the middle of the night enters her bedroom by her side and, like, shocks her awake to do it. So it's not cool. And she does not do it. I don't know if she smacks him, but it was in the trailer. don't recall seeing it in the film. I watched it multiple times. But let's find out if she slaps right sure. now. I th- might have said the gender's backwards there. She slaps him, like, get away. Okay, so why would he do this? Show up and yeah. up, up, there's yeah. the smack. It's a bad beginning. But it's setting us up it's for our film sounds, that she's yeah. going to be the bad guy. They're both remarkable actors. I mean, during yeah. the 80s, they played so many different people. Like, yeah. you know, I can't believe the dad from Harry and the Hendersons did that. often would play the maniacal bad guy. He was really good in that. He had like three or four roles with Oh, that. yeah. He did a movie called Raising Cain with Brian De Palma. Uh-huh. I honestly feel like he stopped making movies after that. I mean, he did Third Rock of the Sun shortly thereafter and I was just like, how can you? He just did such an amazing performance that I was like, I can't top that. You know, like it was so crazy. Okay, now she's taking her to see like his businesses. I'm a merchant with a chain of shops. Is that Michael Murray? That's his. That's brother George. That's kind of in a way fit into this plot. Okay, we just saw brother George. We don't know anything about him yet. The first there he goes. This is my brother George, but he's a very not (laughs) a real character yet. So goes. um, I've got a chain of shops, not a big chain, but. 
10 years time, I expect to turn a profit. I was thinking 10 years time. That is a long haul. So anyway, we're, he just, we're, he's walking in. He's the big boss. He's bossing around big brother who's making reasonable things like this cheese is going to go moldy before we sell it. Bring it to the fair for half a crown. And then there'll be a rat. Yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. Oh, this is so much excitement. Kill that rat. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. The shovel hit the rat. Yeah. You should check the, did the rat die. Oh, God, no. I did. You know, actually, I was talking to uh, Jim Henson's estate, and when yes. they, they were hired to do the puppetry, got the rat in there. And they said then the, the puppeteer's hand got hurt. He got him himself. Oliver Thompson, the boss himself, got the rat. Rat catch a big celebration for him. George is happy, but George is noticing. Look, the covered in flour. For the first time, they make eye contact and a little bit of a concern. He wasn't checking the cheese because that cheese on the table looks kind of moldy. Kind of moldy, right? I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I would sell it to the carnival at half price. Okay, so I never answered your question because we got interrupted. But yeah. she directed in the 2010s The Beaver Money Monster, eight episodes on Netflix of. Netflix of the Orange is the New Black and House of Cards wow. and Black Mirror. So she directed three. That's pretty cool. I was never into the Orange is the New Black, but I watched House of Cards and Black Mirror. I loved. Also directed Carnage in 2011, Elysium yeah. in 2013, a good film. Hotel Artemis in 2018. He directed movie. Hotel Artemis? Yeah. Well, I saw the Hotel Artemis. Hotel Artemis is good. It's very John Wickian. Listen, uh -huh. you know how John Wick has a, a hotel, the Continental? No. This this kind of says the hotel is a hospital, and it's Los Angeles, and there's, like, future Los Angeles. So there's, like, riots, okay. and and it's a safe place for, for Underworld, and uh, it's good. It's good. Charlie Day's in it from, from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Uh -huh. David Barista's in it. I like that movie. I didn't know I she directed it. I was in the same it. room as Charlie Day once. Yeah, in what you looked down and notice? Um, it was your brother took me to George no George Lopez show. He was a uh, guest. Right. So he was in the green room. I was in the green room going like this. Like trying to not <laughs> be a you know, starstruck idiot. I didn't even say hello to him. I every opportunity to. And I was just like, I'm leaving this guy alone. And you know why yeah. I won't bring up that story again. The last thing is the Manchurian in twenty twenty one. Oh. Which is new. Oh, Manchurian is the Disney thing. Uh, no, I think that's the Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't know the Manchurian. It's too, it was not a candidate for my movie. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a candidate. Okay, so what we're getting now is connection between the brother and, um, and Victoria, brother George. George is our Star Trek connection. We haven't had one in a long time. We've been watching these race films, uh, crash them up films. I like these films. Yeah, we just came out. I hope you guys have been listening to our show and enjoyed the last three episodes where we watched uh, a trilogy of films directed by the late Toby H.B. Halicki, and it was just car crashes. So there was nobody from Star Trek in, in uh, those movies. That's right. That's right. Not even a one. Now, okay, what's happening here is basically like we've been married a month and we're not doing it which they're saying in their polite way. 
Right. Then Oliver gets an idea. He would be up close to him if she would be the one to trim his beard. Oh, how stupid. Right. So he's like, Victoria, I tell you my whiskers are getting a bit long. <laughs> Perhaps you'd help me out. And this will be a recurring theme. Like, the closest he can get to sex is getting... Yeah. I really knew what was in her head. Like, we don't understand why she... Like, we see her and George together, but we don't get any spark of chemical that they love each other. Look at this real nose hair. That's what I can... Now he goes, you're a remarkable woman, Victoria, and she rejects him. Yeah. Right. Well, she just picked the nose hairs out of it. Yeah, it's not exactly. Yeah. But now he's got a way that she can be close to him. Anytime she wants, he wants to be close to his wife, he says, Would you trim my beard, huh? We're going to go back to the trial, and I'll be in the jury box going, She had to do what? It is in your honor. So now we meet the father, who's a fucking asshole, and that's a part of the point. And she's like, what is this, a kennel? He's never met the wife ever, and he's already, like, yelling to take this dog out of the house, you know, and just be a jerk. Right. Well, Anthony Hopkins, you know, he, he was a jerk. Oh, no, it isn't. Oh, it's the, the guy from Hill Street Blues. Uh, no, it's Coach. Listen, Cheers. I looked this guy up, and he was hardly anything, so I didn't. His name is yeah. Greg Evans, and I didn't find his, him to be interesting, so I didn't write anything down. You think he's performing? Where's Red? Check out Red Evans' uh, itinerary. Yeah, live. Dot live. Yeah, right now he's doing dinner theater. The twist is he's eating dinner. <laughs> There's no show. That would be an interesting twist on dinner theater, right? You do mm. a play in which you're at the table, and basically you get sir. It's the length of your dinner, you know. So anyway, it's like the door and he takes advantage of that to go try to have a moment with her and she doesn't go for it but they will in a minute they're gonna connect he was at the door by george by george <laughs> <laughs> let me just tell you about this george sure. just because we're keep, on keep, keep talking carl why what oh michael all right so dan shore is george's name I won't waste it now. I'll wait till Mike is back. So here, basically, we're having for the first time, look, there's a secret room. And he says, I used to hide from these horrible people, too, when I was a kid. I'm still hiding from them. And Jodie Foster is learning about this secret room and that they can relate to each other because they both dislike the brother and father. The husband and father-in-law. And now Jody finds the peepholes, and I wish Mike was here for it. And she is traumatized. This asshole's been peeping on me. She's very embarrassed. She has been freely naked and changing, and John Lithgow's been observing. Now, 
there's a moment in which there's some sort of connection, and I guess they run away together. We'll get there. Look at him contemplating how rough Jodie Foster has it with Tori and Okay, so now it's later, and it's sort of like after-dinner cigar kind of thing, sipping the brandy. And the father's like, you need to get home. Okay, Mike, what you missed. He goes upstairs for some reason. He goes upstairs, too, and, and reveals to her a secret room, George does. And George says, I used to hide in there from, hide in here from them when I was a kid sort of relating with her, like, you don't like him, I don't like him, and I've always not liked him, you know? So they have something relatable. But in this secret room, Victoria discovers the peephole. And she's very emotionally, I mean, she's embarrassed. John Lithgow's been peeping on her, you know? And it hurts. Did he not think that she would not see the peephole? It's a secret room. It's a hidden room. She didn't know about it until George. Push the wall. Oh, I got you. So now it's like, bring Lady Victoria downstairs. And then the help reports she's in her room, sir. And then the father's like, hmm, not in her room, eh? And then John Lithgow is like, you shouldn't just judge. You're too quick to judge. But it's true. It, she's out and about. Out in the rain for his wife. Right. Victoria! Victoria! So, which is a Duran Duran song. Victoria! No, no. So it's Victoria. Well, you know what? I get I get the movie tracks as a song at the end goes victorious. Victorious, no, you're a winner. So I always think Victoria. And then yeah, there's exactly. uh Laura Brannigan, right? I think it got your number. Wait, what was the name of that movie? Tracks? The two X's. One of these guys was in it. Uh, what? I'll, yeah, one of one of them was in tracks. I'll have to look it out. Wait a second. Robert Davi's in this movie. Shadow Stevens is in this movie. <laughs> oh, we saw tracks. Yeah, right. The the yeah. guy from uh, Back to the Future is in it, and okay. uh, and there's yeah yeah we've seen tracks. I've, I've, I will uh, look it up. Somebody was in tracks. Oh, it was probably our reverend who we haven't met yet. Um, I want you to know this director uh, was the producer for the Christian Liquor Store. Oh, gone full circle. Yeah. The director's name is Michael Lofterson. Just died last year, and he died in October, so late last year. He just died. And he was the producer in 1971 for the Christian Liquor Store. Now, okay. Just so I can finish it, I think you know Strange Invaders, 1983. Right. He was the writer and director for that. Old movie. Okay, now this guy's like, the mistress isn't here. She gave me a crown. She gave me a crown and told me to give you this note. So what's happened is Victoria's running away, and she's running away with George. And she hawked. You know, you can money and get it back later. She hawked the horse and carriage and she was nice enough to send a note to John Lithgow that said, come you can pick up your horse. Yeah, right, over at the old pawn shop. 
So the father and the son are racing down to the doctor. What the fuck is going on? They're going to go to the window where the ships, and they want to see the passenger manifest now, now, manifesto. And they find out that she's not the manifesto, the manifest, the list of passengers. There they are on the George Washington sailing for America. Oh, wow. Now the film has an opportunity for us to really see, like for her to really reveal her heart and to see a love connection between George and Jody, and we don't see it. She says, I couldn't have stayed in that house another day. It she doesn't. Killed me. You know, we don't really learn. That's why this film is a flat, a bad film. It's on YouTube because there's no spark to this movie. It's even based on a true story. No. Well, you know, also, I, I know that she doesn't go to America because she's at the trial. And... Right. Yeah. Okay, now, this is a very important scene. You gotta watch it. Because George is gonna get a bonk on the head. So bad, they think he's dead. Who's gonna, oh, they're gonna bonk him? Well, I'll ruin it for you. It's gonna be Jody, my mistake. Victoria has got a candlestick. Just like in Clue, right. hit John Lithgow, Lithgow on the head, but by mistake, watch. It's Cluedo, the bad glue. Ow! Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, and they're I... like, you killed my brother! Yeah, but that blow was meant for him. Now, the father, you would think, would be like, my son! He doesn't respect his son. He respects John Lithgow. He doesn't respect George at all. You know, he works for John Lithgow. He's doing the heavy lifting of the business, sort of like a sucker. Now they're rushing Victoria back home where she belongs, goddammit. And they're, John Lithgow's behind to deal with what's happened to his This movie has everything. It's got George. It's got Victoria. I just thought it was going to be about Victoria. We've got some George in there. So so John Laura... comes home and whispers into the ear of his father what happened to the brother. So basically, they both say to Victoria, okay, you might be a murderess, even though it's a manslaughteress, but nobody's going to know. I took care of it. I stowed him away on the ship to America. We're just going to say he went to America. We never heard from him again. So you're safe, and you've got us to thank. You're a very lucky young lady. I think the rap. Yeah, that's not why she's short and skinny. Killed George. You know, so it's Laura Brannigan. I just want to finish. Has the song Gloria. So when I hear Victoria, right? Yeah. I think of Gloria, Victoria. Victoria, what? Victoria. Victoria. I know it. Yeah. But it tracks as the song is Victorious. You're a winner. Which, you know, Carl and I were like, what kind of lyrics is this? It goes right over our heads. <laughs> the, the lyrics say, You're, you're a winner. winner. <laughs> Why can't what is he talking about? Yeah, I don't get it. Um, no. They're translate butted. Now, George, we're not going to lot of the film now, okay? He's dead. The house well, is going to be burning in the final reel. It's, 
it's damsels in distress, and who breaks open the door? Right. He's the Bruce Willis of this film. Right. In the beginning, the end, and now he's got the money. Okay, so <laughs> Forge is our Star Trek connection. He's the Star Trek gen- Next Generation as a Ferengi doctor, and he reprises that role on Star Trek Voyager. But he was also in Solar Crisis 1990, Saw. Yes, I remember that. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College. <laughs> Saw. We said that too, yeah. Over so 300 is, episodes, we've seen a few of his films. Other than that, he was in Tron, sort of as a bit player. He was in Air Force One as a bit player. He was in the Tron remake. He was in Strange Invaders. As Strange, Strange Invaders, I think, is that the Randy Quaid movie? Just off the top of my head. I know there's like, there's spaced invaders and there's yes. strange invaders. I, I don't know. Do you, do you recommend, you haven't seen it. You don't I haven't seen either one. I've seen the posters. I had the ability to stream and, or uh, check out the video and, the, you know, and mm. I just don't think I've ever bothered. Not so now bad. we're seeing, so we're hearing Jodie Foster going, he won. I was his wife. Life went on as she expected. I was pregnant with his child. Oh, so they did it. Yeah, that's the thing. They did it. And we don't have any insight into... I mean, we should really see a scene in which John Lithgow was like, come on, gotta have a kid here. Why are we married? Open up, let the sun shine in, okay? But we don't get that scene. Now, I don't know if this is very honest. Here we are in 1850, earlier than 1850. Look, here she is in her bedroom having a trauma because he doesn't want to see her nose. Nose. Yeah. Ugh. Still, though, we don't understand. Like, in the orphanage, there should have been some scene in which she was little in which she got some sort of sexual titillation and then, like, a priest chastised her. We should have some backstory. Now look, she's looking up chloroform. Right. She's got the chloroform. She's putting it in his drink. I know it's cornflakes. What this does, she found out from somewhere, 1880, she didn't have the internet, that this will chill him out and he'll stop being so lusty or something like that. What the duck's up with the wall? What the duck, man? I guess that's dinner in two days. Yeah, right. right. You gotta let it sit out. You gotta cover it in salt, man. Now the father goes, What do you think of this? It's a letter to Mrs. Gloria Thompson from George. Really? He's not dead. Dear now, Victoria, f- ouch. Ow. The fuck, girl. Oh, I forgive fuck. you, but ouch. You are a lady bastard. Yeah. The letter opens up. What happened? <laughs> what Where am I? Oh, did we win the war? Now you would think that the yeah, it wasn't like when H.V. Halicki woke up. Did we get the shot? Yeah. Now you would think the father would go, "Holy shit, my son is alive! Holy shit, I'm happy!" But he's not. Like if she ever finds this. Okay, now we see Jodie Foster out in town, and she's going to a lawyer, but. Thompson, the, who has been the butler, who has been the helper. The butler. No, no, not the butler. The, 
like a servant of the house. There's two servants, a woman and a man. He's the man. Now, the lawyer's scoffing at her request to divorce. Right, because, as, as it was during the time. Yeah, well, it's simply not done. He says this man doesn't treat you. This man is respectful to you. This man has given you comforts of his home. You've got three dogs. He says, if every woman got divorced in the Bay Islands, there'd be no children. Oh, poppycock, go back to your, know your place, woman. Listen, as a, as a polygamist, I'm appalled. I'm appalled. It's against my morals. Can you imagine if my eight wives were What would I do? Okay, I could lose one. There's only seven nights a week, but... <laughs> That's it. Oh, look. Do you think she was number 27? Next. Next. That's an old-timey calendar. The calendar. So she is saying to herself, like, I must free myself. Again, it's a weekly So there's lots of pictures and postcards from George. He really misses Victoria. Because it's 1880, he has no idea if it's Okay, so Wilson comes home, uh, not Wilson. George. Old Thompson. Old Thompson comes home and explains that she was at a lawyer's. What the fuck? Trying to divorce you, sir. Okay, now we're at church and we're learning this new character. Um, who is Wilson? That's why I keep saying Wilson by mistake. Yeah. Who's Reverend Wilson? You know this guy's face. He's been in yeah. a He was in Manhattan with Woody Allen. That's where I got to know him from. He was in MASH. Oh, yeah. He looks like he was in every other episode. Yes. Well, no, the movie. The movie. Oh, the movie? Oh, all right. He was in Batman Returns uh, in 92. Right. He was in the line right behind Batman at the Returns line. He was the mayor. He was the mayor. At the Returns line? Yeah, Batman Returns. I like to return this. Yeah, he's like, this cow doesn't fit. I want to return this bad hook. What seems to be the... Do you have a receipt? You have a receipt. Batman. Batman. Oh, we need a receipt. Listen, I need to know the date of purchase, uh, the purchase amount, uh, the item. Be all in your receipt. So now, John Lithgow is walking Jody home going, Listen, you fucking bitch. I know you are at the goddamn lawyers to divorce me. I can't trust you from now on. Accompanied by Old Thompson everywhere you go. Old Thompson is is Pennywise, right? Alfred, he's the the butler. I don't want to say butler because he's everything. He's he's, the dog. he's like Dom DeLuise in Going Bananas. It's his manservant. Now you right? see her fainting. Jody yeah. is walking with her, and he's like, "You will be accompanied." Okay, now she's giving birth. And now it's going to be not without my daughter. But guess what? The whole film's going to be without her daughter. Can you guess why? Oh, well, she can't even do that right. Uh, well, let's give a warning because I think I know what's going to happen. It's not going to be so tragic because it's a movie. And, you oh, know. No. Yep. Now, I just. I, okay, this is the last time I'll say it for the entire film. If we knew what was in her heart, this film would be a good drama that we'd be into. I remember this scene from the trailer last night. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's three feet under because it's a 
You know what? Young Mike has a whole book full of uh, billboard jokes. Oh, yeah. Back in 19. That sounds right. Yeah, I thought that was hysterical. I remember I used to say to you every now and again, Michael, don't you have any conscience? Don't you have any? Where you sure got it now, boy? Yeah, you no, I've, uh, I caught up on my conscience. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, look, okay. I no, like I Middle Mike. Like, I didn't like, I didn't like him. I loved you, but I, I didn't. It was really too far. You had no filter. I liked you. I still like 1992 through 1994 Mike the best. Right. Well, that was after I got a pickup. That's when you, I developed well, a pickup. That's when I wasn't wild. In 94, you started driving to San Francisco, right? Right. And you crash landed there. And I didn't see you for some of the, the letters. Yeah. And you developed a moral compass somewhere. Uh -huh. I, just, I left New Jersey. Ah, <laughs> that's yeah. what it was? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. Now Wilson tends to you know, God, I am God has cursed me now. God would never curse you today. <laughs> he fell into our plot. Um, yeah, I've seen him in let everything. Let me just tell you, he was in an unmarried woman in '78. That's how he really got to have fame. It's what led to Manhattan with Woody Allen, and he would be. He was in What's Up, Doc? Now. This movie was also released under the title of My Letter to George in 1985. No, it's 86. I don't get it. And that's his credit. This movie, to him, is not mesmerizing. He was in private parts. Um, the, which Stern. one? The 70s movie or the, the Howard Stern? 97. So that's Howard Stern. Yes, he was in The Island. He was in oh. X-Men. Yeah, I've seen him in everything. I mean, I've, obviously, I've seen those films. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's on L.A. Law. You know this guy. You know his face. Often plays the like corrupt politician or the corrupt military general or the like. He's often an authority he's the, figure. Right, he's the stiff uh, shirt. Right, he's got something going on. So now she comes to visit, and he's like turning on the charm as if he's an escape route from her marriage, but that won't play out. What instead will happen, he'll be like, for a pagan, for a reverend, you sure do have a lot of pagan lections. One of the things he has is a hypnotism lecture. And like, will fall in love with the concept of hypnotism. It will fascinate her. It would memorize her? Mesmerize, no. Fascination and mesmerism, no. When you're mesmerized, you you're like hypnotized. see phys a physical object and you're, you go into a trance. Like a hypnotist trance? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I said, I said a letter to George. A letter from George? Um. Okay. Titles, the titles, where are they? Here they are. Mesmerized during production and upon release in Australia. Yeah. UK, it was released in the US in 86 as My Letter to George. Elsewhere, okay. it was called Shocked. Yeah. I guess um, they had a problem with my letter with George. They're like, I don't 
don't know. It doesn't have much. It should be a shocking title. People should be memor- mesmerized over this title. I no, want you to, you know what? Never mind. I got it. But look, she's about, okay, John Lithgow is like, come clip my nose hair. And she goes, oh, fuck oh, this boy, again. God. And she discovers George's letter. Now, this is this title. It's titled My Letter to George. But in the plot, receive the letter from George. But this would be the letter that she would respond to. Wasn't responding. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But, but I don't Thompson. see it. So she has discovered now that George is alive and it's trauma. But a positive trauma too, even though we don't get in her head. Well, her hair's her hair is preventing that. Yeah, that's right. Her coif. Buffon. There's oh, old, yeah, old, there's uh, old Thompson. Old Thompson, sorry. I get you old people mixed up. Like whatever. Uh young Thompson, can I have a cigar? It's old Thompson. Get my name right. She'll start making jokes and stuff now. Listen, listen. Here comes her big kill. Okay, that's good. So now, if you funny. do say so. Well, it's saying you go on and on about your fucking business. I have, I'm, I'm writing some jokes right now. Do you mind? <laughs> and then I'm not. Oh, I'm stealing that from the for the open. Stealing it for Jodie Foster. Discredit her. Yeah. No, no, I only steal from you. <laughs> okay, so, I steal from Jodie Foster. Well, then I'm not stealing from you anymore. Yeah. I steal from you, and I steal from Amy Schumer. That's what she's going to say. I stole that first! So, Wilson super laughed at her joke, and John Lethgow was laughing at it, because, oh, I blow, I'm a blowhard. And then he sees the, the letter, and he goes, yell it. There they are walking alone. Know, looks lovely. Yeah, you know, New Zealand people were pissed off about this film. Um, because it's a true life, you know, scandal. No, not no, the true life scandal actually happened in London, which is extremely loosely based on it. Oh, let me tell you about that first. Sure, it's called the Pimlico Mystery or the Pimlico Poisoning Mystery. Okay, the name given to the circumstances surrounding the 1886 death of Thomas Edlin Burlett, not even the same name, possibly at the hands of his wife, Adelaide Blanchett Barlett, in the... Not even the same name. No. Uh, A fatal quantity of chloroform was found in Mr. Barlett's stomach, despite not having it caused any damage to his throat or windpipe. No evidence of how it got there. Therefore, she was acquitted. The jury's own statement 
The, the prosecution could not prove how Mrs. Bartlett could have committed the crime. So mm -hmm. she was, and that's it. Now, here, John Lithgow is going, I asked you to cut my nose hair, and you still haven't done it. He's going, the fascinating book about hypnotism. Really? Yeah, I'm all ears. Why don't we listen to it? Okay, here we go. Do not. Oh, if I listen, am I going to get hypnotized? No. Unconscious. Right to the nerve 